It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey there, welcome to The Tent. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for yet another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. You know, the history of aquarium keeping is kind of an intimate mix of exotic fishes, equally exotic locales, interesting practices, and amazing people. And if you go back in the history of our hobby, you're likely to encounter a few names that transcend both time and geography. Axelrod, Bench, Lacourt, Fenner, and a guy from New York via Germany named Paul Hanel. Often called the father of the fancy guppy, Hanel is considered one of the giants of the aquarium hobby, having pioneered the technique and the disciplines which helped make the fancy guppy one of the world's most popular and beautiful fishes. And Hanel and his contemporaries were pioneers, but they were not scientists in the traditional sense. Rather, hobbyists like Hanel applied careful observation, discipline, patience, and a healthy dose of common sense into their technique. This is a set of characteristics which has not only distinguished great hobbyists from average hobbyists for generations, but it helped advance the hobby and make it what it is today. They shared this knowledge freely. Some of my fave quotes from this guppy legend included stuff like, just feed good live and dried food when you pass your tank from the left and siphon out 10% of the water when you pass it out from the right. Gotta love that. Obviously, this sort of metaphoric uh, idea uh, you know, it makes sense. It, it rings clear through the decades. Feed your fish as well. Change the water on a re- or exchange the water, excuse me, on a regular basis. In other words, be consistent in both husbandry and maintenance and observe. And it's really that simple. It's about two key factors in aquarium keeping. The idea of keeping our aquarium water as low in metabolic compounds as possible while simultaneously feeding our fishes with the most nutritious foods possible as often as possible funny, guppies and guppy breeders sort of formed a through line in my personal fish keeping pedigree. For me, growing up in a house full of guppy tanks, my dad was a big guppy fan, the names that came up often were the legendary guppy breeders of the day, Paul Hanel, Sternke, other guys like that. Now, Hanel's books were all over my dad's fish library, so it was only natural that I'd end up reading them as a kid. And of course, there was the well-worn copy of William Tienez's classic Exotic Aquarium Fishes, the book that I literally read a thousand times, cover to cover, memorized every species name, could quote some of his charming passages about their care, and about stuff as esoteric and fish geek precious as discussions about waking up early mornings to net Daphnia out for fishes off of local ponds. I could still literally quote the passage that was the mantra for the working fish geek. I can quote it verbatim. He said, Future generations may smile at our working hours, but this allows the tropical fish enthusiast to be at his salaried position by 8 a.m. I mean, classic, right? I remember haunting the local pond by my house, collecting fairy shrimp and mosquito larvae, which endeared me to my mom, no doubt, um, before school, largely inspired by that passage. In fact, in his book, had a great picture of one of my all-time favorite fishes, Pranucus spolaris, the sailfin kerosene, which I've written about a million times here and talked about, which I finally acquired after a lifetime in the hobby. It was a huge event for me, both spiritually and, you know, hobby experience-wise. 
Now, my copies of these books were literally so beaten up that you could barely open them without the pages falling out. I read them over and over and over. These books written decades before I was even born. And the lessons of people like Hanel, Inez, and Lacorte were still the backbone of my fishy education. And the interesting thing about these old books and much of the advice proffered in them is that they stand the test of time. Most of this stuff is fundamental husbandry and common sense concepts related to the selection, the care, and the breeding of fishes. Now, sure, some of the names have changed and some of the things that we do have become more common, like breeding discus, which in Inez's 1939 edition was being hailed as one of the greatest tropical fish achievements in history, which when you think about it in the context of the era, it probably was true. And then there was the great Rosario Lacorte, one of my favorite all-time fish hobbyists. His little paperback book, Enjoy the Tetris, is pretty much the vector for my lifelong love of these fishes. He bred hundreds of species of fishes, wrote about them tirelessly in books and magazines, and freely shared his trials and tribulations in, you know, typical fish geek style. Now, I recall in 2012, when I was in the New York area, and I was invited to a meeting of the Long Island Killifish Association, where he was there. It was pretty amazing. At the time, I was pretty much at the top of my reef-keeping game. I was a fish geek star-wise, anyway. I was a featured speaker at all these major, you know, hobby conferences and clubs around the world, and an author in online media, yet... Mindful of my pedigree, I was absolutely like a 13-year-old girl about to meet her fave TikTok star. I remember how excited and nervous I was to meet this legend in the flesh. And you know what? He didn't let me down. He was one of the nicest, most humble fish guys I ever met and took the time to talk with me about who knows what. I think I must have repeated. I read all your books like 20 times over and over again. But he lived up to his legendary status. And of course, no other hobbyist, past or present, has ever had the amazing and complete influence on me that my dad did. He literally started with, you know, started me with a bowl of fishes when I was like three, and I haven't looked back since. He passed away a few years back, but he influences me every single day. My dad knew something that was pretty remarkable. If you have a passion, share it with your children. Teach them what you know. Nurture their dreams, answer their questions, and encourage them in every way. Give your son and or daughter their first fishbowl, nanotank, baby guppies, whatever. Allow them to feel that excitement when they add that new tetra. They find that cool angelfish they've been looking for. Pick killie eggs from a spawning mob for the first time or create the perfect aquascape or start their first reef aquarium. Embrace their geeky enthusiasm. And that's what parents or fish geeks do. It's what fish geeks who just happen to not be parents do. It's what fish geeks in general do. In every field of endeavor, we have our influencers, our thought leaders, and yeah, legends. People who, through action and thought, have positively influenced the culture and the techniques of what we do. The tropical fish hobby is no different. Except at the end of the day, most of the key influencers and even the legends are gracious, humble, and just good old fish geeks like you and me. They have working fish rooms, they spill water on the floor, and they make all sorts of mistakes, and they laugh about them. And they all carry with them the knowledge born of effort, enthusiasm, hard work, and patience. There's no real shortcuts in this hobby. There's no ways to beat the system. The words and lessons resonate across time, transcending eras and generations, and they ring as true as they did when they were first written. Much of it's simple, concise, and easy to accept. How funny that the most simple advice I've ever received has guided my aquatic passions far more than some of the more complex directives I've been given by well-intentioned aquarists over the years. Or is it? We can all learn from the body of knowledge that accumulates from the decades before we ever had an aquarium. These are ideas, a culture which guides everything that we do. 
Now, sharing our experiences, reaching out to fellow hobbyists, and just talking has never been more important than it is now. Keep no secrets. So I guess my one plea to all of you crazy cool fish expert obsessionistas would be to reach out across the aisle, poke your head over the fence, and share some of your amazing expertise and experience within your specialty to others working in different areas. This will not only ensure that your hard-won information and ideas are not confined only to your specific area of obsession, it'll perhaps foster breakthroughs in other hobby specialty groups. And some of those breakthroughs might just be the key to long-term well-being of the hobby as a whole. And to sharing, educating about, you know, propagating and protecting the fishes and the habitats of the world, which so desperately need our attention. It's what Hanel knew. It's what every hobbyist knows. Stay collaborative. Stay open-minded. Stay passionate. Stay generous. And always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Fellman from Tenant Aquatics. Thanks for spending a little part of your day with me. I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of the Tenant.